0: Welcome to the podcast of Faith Chapel with Pastor Richard Rogers. It's a privilege to bring this message to you and we hope it brings you greater faith, hope, and love in the Lord. Please know that Pastor Rich prays personally for you, our listeners, each and every week. Thank you for joining us today. Today we're continuing our look at the names of God Uh, We're continuing our series, There's Power in the Name, and I believe this is part five. Let's pray. Father, I just pray that you will anoint your word, our hearts, that we would receive from you what you have for us. Speak to us through your word, to our hearts, in Jesus' name. Amen. See, over the past several weeks, we have looked at five different names of God that are found in Scripture, those being Elohim, referring to God as a strong creator, Jehovah, referring to God as the self-existent one, the, the I Am, Adonai, referring to owner, master, Lord, sovereign God of all creation. And then we come into the compound names, Jehovah, Jireh. Is the self-existent one, the the eternal I am, who sees, and in English it means the Lord who provides. The Lord will provide. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. Today we continue the series and we're looking at the name of Jehovah Shalom. Once again, it's a compound name, the first being Jehovah, the self-existent one, the eternal I am. And then Shalom, peace, meaning wholeness, complete peace, harmony, uh, well-being kind of peace. Last Sunday was Pentecost Sunday, and it was a day and is a day that we celebrate for several reasons. First, it's the day that God sent His Holy Spirit and filled our hearts Uh, The hearts of the believer as they waited in the upper room. The believer spoke in other tongues and they received power in the presence of God and became a bold witness of God to the world. Pentecost was spoken of by the prophet Joel and it was fulfilled on the day of Pentecost. Pentecost is also seen as the birth of the church. It was from this point on that many believed and were added to the church daily. The church started to grow, but not without some pain and struggle. The believers will experience persecution. Some will be put put in prison. Some will be beaten, thrown to the lions. Others will be stoned like Stephen and killed for their faith in Jesus. In Acts, we read of Saul, who was later known as as Paul. He was searching for Christians and was having them arrested and and persecuted and put in jail. Then one day, he finds himself on the Damascus Road. He has what we call a Damascus Road experience and soon places his faith in Jesus. He became physically blind on that day on the Damascus road. And and God calls Ananias to go and pray for Paul. That his physical eyes would be opened, would be healed. Paul had been spiritually blind to what God was doing. And as his physical blindness is healed, Paul's spiritual eyes are opened for the first time, it seems, as well as his heart and his life has changed. He's no longer the same. Paul now understood and trusted Jesus with all of his heart, no matter what he faced in life, prison, verbal abuse, physical abuse, physical beatings, or death. Paul had peace, had the peace of God in his heart. Acts 9.13 starts with this. Lord Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has come here with the authority of the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go! This man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. We see that Ananias obeys God and Paul received his sight. Paul soon learns that he will suffer and acknowledges that he has a thorn in his side, meaning Paul would have some affliction that he would have to bear in life but it was by God's grace he would have enough to sustain him. Paul would be imprisoned several times and later killed for his faith. Like many others Paul learned the meaning of Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is peace. That's what we're going to look at today. We'll be looking at Judges 6 Let me ask, do you have the peace of God in your heart, in your life? Do you know that the Lord is peace? You see, Paul knew the peace of God in the storms of life. In Judges 6, we find where the name Jehovah Shalom is mentioned. In Judges 6, we find the story of a man named Gideon. The Israelites are being oppressed by the Midianites. Time and again, the Israelites strayed from faith in in Jehovah-Jireh. The I Am, the self-existent One, the Eternal One, the Sovereign God, the Lord that would provide. Time and again, the people followed after other nations and worshipped other gods. They would forget about Jehovah and and focus on their own selfish desires, their own needs, their own wants. And they followed after false gods of the nations that lived around them. Over time, the influence of these ungodly nations gained a foothold in the Israelites' hearts and and life and became a part of them. The people of God drifted away from only worshipping Jehovah God. And they would start to spiritually compromise. They added the worship of other gods to worshiping Jehovah. And when they did this, they were no longer worshiping God alone. They were sinning. They turned their back on God and what they knew how they should live. See, the worship of one true God was not enough for the sinful, selfish desires of the Israelites. And they took up worshiping other gods, false gods of the surrounding nations, and they forgot about the one who delivered them from Egypt, who provided food and, and water in the wilderness, who parted the Red Sea. They chose to worship gods that were really not gods at all. They began doing evil in the eyes of God, and and God allowed this for only so long, and then the people became oppressed by other nations. God allowed other nations to come in and 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 overtake them, and they spiraled. The Israelites spiraled down spiritually, and spiraled down in the eyes of other nations. The Israelites were no longer living as a witness for God almighty for Jehovah they were how they were living as every other nation see God allowed the Israelites to spiral down spiritually as they served other gods God allowed the spiritual depravity and sin and he allowed their defeat by other nations in order that the people of God would learn their error of their ways And would cry out to God. See, it it is when the Israelites cried out to God in repentance that he would deliver them with a strong hand, by a strong arm. In Judges 6 is one of those times that we see God delivering, coming to to the response to the people of God crying out to him. The Midianites were people that stripped the land of the harvest that the Israelites uh, put their hands to and they were bringing in. The Midianites were like locusts and and took the harvest and the livestock, leaving the Israelites very little. If you have your Bibles, Judges 6, starting in verse 6, it says this, Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. When the Israelites cried out to the Lord because of Midian, he sent them a prophet who said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I snatched you from the power of Egypt and from the land, from the hand of all your oppressors. I drove them from before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship other gods of the Amorites in whose land you live, but you have not listened to me. See, God sent this unnamed prophet to tell us why they were Israelites, were, were in the situation they were. The Israelites had forgotten all about God and and that he had done for them and they chose to worship other gods and turn their back on God Almighty. Yet God was about to raise up a man named Gideon who would deliver them from the Midianites and their suffering. The people of God were at their wit's end much like you and I would be at our wits' end in a situation like that. They were living in a pit of despair, hiding from their enemy. They had nothing to look forward to. In their despair, the Israelites are reminded of the goodness of God. They, they were reminded that they were not to worship other gods, that they were to worship only Jehovah, the I Am but the Israelites didn't listen, and they did not obey, and instead lived in fear. I'm sure you know the story. God calls Gideon. God will use Gideon, and Gideon begins to, by destroying an altar of, of Baal. Gideon then uh, raises up 32,000 men, and they're going to go do battle against the Midianites. But God tells them, wait. Wait. There's too many of you. And over a course whittles down to just 300 men. And Gideon with 300 men defeat the Midianites. Before God calls Gideon to be that person of God who will deliver the Israelites from their suffering, we find Gideon is hiding in a wine press. Gideon's living in fear like most Israelites of the day. Gideon was threshing his wheat harvest in a place where the Midianites would never even think of looking in a wine press. Gideon did not see himself as a strong man of God, and yet God calls Gideon a mighty warrior. You see, God sees in Gideon what Gideon could not see in himself. A mighty man of God. God reassures Gideon that he will be with him in battle. Friends, God is with you in all the battles of life. Sickness, job loss, bankruptcy, family issues relational issues in times of mental or physical depression in time of uh, loss of a family in accidents and yes even in a virus pandemic god is listening for your cry for help and your willingness to walk in faith and obedience to god i want to just kind of divert right here during this time of pandemic i've been praying for revival that people would cry out to god and 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 reach out to him and that's what we're believing for as a church that's what i'm believing for as a pastor as for our city of pleasanton and state and nation and world that people will cry out to god this is a world pandemic and it's a chance for world revival if people would only turn to God. They are being ravished by this uh, invisible enemy, and yet there can be victory. See, Gideon will give back, give God some excuses, some reasons why he he couldn't be and wasn't the person uh, uh, for the job. Just like you and I might at times. But see, God knew different because it is in Gideon's weakness that God is seen as strong. Gideon will question God, why is this happening? If you were God, if you're really with us, where are you? Why all the pain? Why would you allow this to happen? Maybe you've got a situation in your life and you've asked those questions. Friend, God is big enough to answer. He's big enough for you to question him and he's ready to answer you. God gave Gideon the answer to his question. It's what we read earlier. It is because you have not listened. But God doesn't leave the people of God without hope and he won't leave you without hope. God will always give a person, you, the Israelites, the way of escape. In verses 14 through 24, we see that with God, Gideon and the people of God have victory. Verse 14 says this, The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? But Lord, Gideon asked, How can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered him, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites together. Gideon replied, If now I have found favor in your eyes, give me a sign that it is really you talking to me. Please do not go away until I come back and bring my offering and set it before you. And the Lord said, I will wait until you return. Gideon went in and prepared a young goat, and from a ephah of a, a flowery he made bread without yeast, putting the meat in a basket and its broth in a pot. He brought them out and offered them to him under the oak. Verse 20. The angel of God said to him, Take the meat and unleavened bread and and place it on this rock and pour out the broth. And Gideon did so. With the tip of the staff that was in his hand, the angel of the Lord touched the meat and the unleavened bread. Fire flared up from the rock, consuming the meat and the bread, and the angel of the Lord disappeared. When Gideon realized that it was the angel of the Lord, he exclaimed, Ah, sovereign Lord, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace. Do not be afraid. You are not going to die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord, and there called it, The Lord is Peace. In other words, Jehovah shalom notice that that god tells gideon to go in your strength in the strength that you have don't wait go in the strength that you have what was god talking about god was sending gideon to go out and defeat the enemy you see god knew he was not able to do it in his own strength he was not a warrior And God knew that he couldn't do it in his own strength. He was not a a skilled in self-defense. He was weak and Gideon was not one from the strongest tribes of Israel. He was from Manasseh and weak in his family. But I want you to consider what God reminded Gideon. Verses 8 through 10. You see, this is something that we need to remember. He reminds Gideon that I brought you out of Egypt. And I'm just going to paraphrase. I snatched you out of the power of Egypt. I drove them uh, from before you. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of the Amorites. But you have not listened to me. It's as if God was saying, Now listen to me. I did these things. I brought you. I snatched you. I drove them out before you. I told you that I am with you. But you weren't listening. In so many words, God is saying, You don't remember, do you? You weren't listening to me, were you? You weren't paying attention. Were you? So often we get into a situation and we forget how God has brought us through, how God had protected us, guided us, blessed us, brought us through sickness, opened up doors that we could go through and are blessed. Let me let me ask, how many times have you not remembered what God has done for you? How many times have you forgotten the blessing and direction of God? See, I, I'm asking and I've asked myself the, these questions. How many times have you forgotten to pray or at times you've blamed God for something that was really a result of your own decision of you not listening and me not listening to what God was was telling me was telling you how many times have we ignored the warnings of god you may ask what warnings well the warning not to compromise a warning to to honor your parents the warning to meditate on the word of god the warning to remember to seek god with all your heart and to remain faithful warning not to take the Lord's name in vain. Not to lie, not to cheat. To love your neighbor as yourself. See, the Israelites had turned away from God and they had forgotten what God had told them about obeying God and not following after the sinful, evil ways of the world, of other nations. That he was removing from the promised land that they were To take possession. Gideon soon realized that yes, it is God who is sending him, that God was with him, and that God will be with him as he defeats the enemy. Gideon didn't need to worry how the enemy was going to be defeated or how he was going to do it. Gideon simply stepped up and stepped in to the place where God called him to be. Gideon knew his weaknesses, but he also realized that God had told him that he would be with them and that together they were going to defeat the Midianites. Gideon needed to remember what God said that they would strike down all the Midianites together. He and God. Gideon trusted God that Gideon and God would defeat the enemy. That word is true for you today. No matter what the enemy is you're facing, whatever sickness, whatever situation, pain or suffering. Haggai one thirteen says this, Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave this message of the Lord to the people. I am with you, declares the Lord Matthew 28, starting at verse 18, it's a familiar verse, but all authority, that means every authority, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to what? To obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the ends of the age. 1 Corinthians 5.4 When you are assembled in the name of the Lord Jesus and I am with you in spirit and the power of the Lord Jesus is present. Isaiah 41.10 So do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am the Lord your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Gideon, knowing God was going to go with them, he decides to offer a sacrifice and worship to the Lord even before the battle is about to occur, even before he does anything else. He worships the Lord. That's where we need to be. We need to be worshiping the Lord even before the circumstance that comes. We need to be calling on God even before the situation comes. As we saw last week, fire often is a symbol of, that represents the presence of God. In Judges 6, we learn that the sacrifice Gideon offered is consumed by what? Fire from the rock. Gideon realized he is in the presence of God and he thought he was going to die for having seen the face of God. After Gideon worships God and has been in the presence of God, God tells Gideon this. Three important truths that he needed to hear and that every believer must remember. God tells Gideon, Peace. He tells him, do not be afraid, and he tells him, you're not going to die. See, it is at this point that Gideon builds an altar and calls it, the Lord is peace. Gideon builds an altar to commemorate and remember what God has placed in his heart. Gideon builds an altar to mark the place where God spoke peace and victory into his heart. The remainder of chapters 6 and 7 we find Gideon begins to act with some boldness along with some healthy reverence or healthy fear of what was before him. But Gideon decides to trust God and Gideon destroys an altar of Baal. Sometime the In the night. That altar of Baal was where Israelites were worshiping Baal and then after destroying that Gideon erects an altar to God and offers a sacrifice to God. See we need to remove those altars those things in our lives uh, uh, that are not godly and we need to worship the Lord. That's what Gideon was doing. See Gideon learned that God was with him in removing the altar of Baal and now Gideon knows God will be with him and bring victory over the Midianites. Gideon believed and he had no need to fear. Gideon believed he was not going to die having seen the face of God. Gideon learned the peace of God even in the face of battle. Gideon knew Jehovah Shalom. Gideon knew the peace of God. Gideon knew the feeling of complete wholeness and well-being which comes from knowing Jehovah Shalom, knowing that God was with him, the God of peace. The disciples... Learned about the peace of God when Jesus calmed the wind and the waves in Mark 4. The disciples experienced and witnessed the peace of God on the lake in the middle of a storm. The boat that they were in was being tossed around like a little toy boat. Jesus was asleep below decks and the disciples think that they're going to drown and they awaken Jesus. And he speaks to the wind and the waves, peace. Be still. Then Jesus turns to his disciples and asks, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Let me ask, in the midst of the storm, are you holding on? Are you crying out to God? Do you have faith that He is there and will calm the winds and the seas? Of the storms in your life. In the face of danger, worldly fears should not overrun or overtake faith in Christ. But sometimes you see we let it happen. It's at that point we must remember that Jesus said that He will never leave us or forsake us. In the middle of the storm, we must allow faith to arise in our hearts and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is with us no matter how things may look in the natural. In Scripture, the the woman who had the issue of blood, who was bleeding, thought if she could just touch the hem of Jesus' garment, she would be healed. And she reaches out in the midst of a crowd and not wanting really anyone to know, and she touches the hem of his garment and she is made whole. He senses the power leaving him and he asks, Who touched me? And she needed to confront the fears and overcome her fears, and she acknowledges that she was the one who touched Jesus. It's at that point that Jesus tells her to go in peace. You are healed. And free from your suffering because of your faith. The woman who anointed Jesus' feet with oil and and wiped his feet with her hair. Was looked down upon by the religious, pious Jews. However, Jesus told her your sins were forgiven. Go in peace. Why? Because of faith. First Thessalonians 5 starting in verse 23 reads this. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who calls you as faithful and he will do it. Friends, the uh, The person who believes and has faith in Jesus can have peace. True peace in God. True peace with God. True peace through the storms of life. Complete peace, body, soul, and spirit. You can experience wholeness and peace that you may have never experienced or known before no matter the circumstance. You find yourselves in. Paul and Silas were in prison, but they were at peace. They were singing praises to God despite the place that they were at, despite the circumstance they were at. You see, the peace of God is not tied to your circumstance, the peace of God should never be tied to your circumstance. The peace of God is not dependent on how things may appear or how you feel at that moment. The peace of God is not a feeling of being happy. The peace of God is not absence of trouble or or war. The peace of God is not a treaty with the enemy. The peace of God is not a truce waiting to be broken. The peace of God is much more than simply not being in conflict at the moment. The peace of God speaks peace in conflict, in the conflict. The God of peace gives peace in and through the pain, in and through the suffering, and yes, both ahead and in the midst and after the battle. The peace of God gives strength to, the, to face the battle and storms of life. The peace of God comes when you know that you are not alone and that God is with you and, and is together with you in that storm, in that boat, in life's battles, whatever you are going through. You see, the world will want you to take something to give you peace. Take this pill, drink this drink, and you will forget your troubles smoke this and you'll feel better do this, do that you'll be happy if you buy a bigger home if you buy a new car if you get a new job if you get a divorce, you have an affair just get an abortion everything will be fine but the pain and fear is still there it hasn't gone away it was masked maybe for a moment but it's never gone away The inward battle of depression and inward battle of anxiety, the suffering and pain is only masked for a short time. And in the morning, you find that nothing's changed. Maybe a headache. Maybe feeling a little sick. But no peace. You see, it's not until the person reaches the bottom... It's not until the person hits the wall and cries out to God that real peace becomes possible. That's what was happening to the Israelites. They were being ravaged by the the Midianites. And they cry out to God. You see, real peace, real peace is found in Jesus Christ. Peace is found in, in, in Jehovah Shalom. John 16:33 says this I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart I have overcome the world I hope you can say amen to that see God has Christ has victory over death hell and the grave Christ has victory we have victory in Jesus What a song. Victory in Jesus. When Gideon built an altar and focused on God, you see, he gained spiritual victory over his fears. Gideon learned that spiritual victory comes before the battle. comes before the world's victory or the physical victory. Let me suggest that every physical battle and storm has a spiritual aspect connected to it. And until we have that spiritual victory, we really will have no true peace. But faith in God leads to salvation. Faith in God leads to victory. Faith in God leads to peace. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith in God, your mind will focus on the problem and the fears of battle and what's going to happen and what's ahead. Without faith in God, your mind will keep you up at night and you will never experience true peace. Without faith in God, there is always turmoil. Oh, there may be turmoil, having faith in God, but God will bring you through it. Romans 8, 5, Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on, on what the nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of the sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and what? Peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. Verse 9 You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit of God lives in you. Set your mind on the things above. Set your mind on the things and all the other things will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Friend, no matter what you're experiencing, you can have peace. The world needs to hear that message, hear this message. The rioting and everything. I can understand the peaceful protest of the horrible thing that's happened over a week ago with the, the death of George Floyd. But there'll never be peace, true peace, without Jehovah Shalom being the person, being the God of your life having Jesus as Lord and Savior. You see, during a virus, pandemic, or in an accident, during people rioting in the streets of a city, amid, amid a sickness or loss of a loved one, in the hospital, or when sheltering in place, or when you are just headed into some battle, know that God is with you and that you are not alone. The same Jesus Who was born, lived, crucified, died, and rose from the grave is victorious. This same victorious Jesus is the one who says your sins are forgiven. Now go and sin no more. This same Jesus who spoke to the winds and the waves to be calm is the same Lord the same Jesus whose name is Jehovah Shalom. Listen very carefully. Know there is power in the name of God to bring peace and spiritual wholeness, salvation to your life. In Jesus' name, I, I I pray that you hear that. Amen. Father, I pray that you will anoint your word. That the hearts that that have been listening, uh, Lord, that you've already prepared it, and you, uh, and you were using this time. The Holy Spirit, have your way. And give us ears to hear and a heart, receptive. Bless each one. No matter what storm they're in, may they know that you are God Almighty, you are Jehovah Shalom, and that you are with them in that situation. Pray against any thoughts of condemnation, thinking that I shouldn't have done this, Lord, I just ask that, that you will bless them that they would repent from whatever thing that might be going through. Sometimes we go through things that are not our fault. We're just having to go through them because we're having to go through them. The attacks of the enemy, it's not that we've done anything wrong. There are many godly people who, who, are, who have been sick and, and died, seems like, well before their days but it wasn't anything that they did. You ordain our steps. And so, Lord, we yield to you. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Adonai. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are Jehovah Shalom. Speak peace. To us today. In Jesus' name, Amen. You've been listening to Pastor Rich Rogers with Faith Chapel. If you've been encouraged by this message, we'd like to hear from you. You can contact us, listen to other sermons, and learn more at agfaithchapel.org. If you would like to give to the Ministry of Faith Chapel to reach the community and our missionaries around the world, go to agfaithchapel.org give. Thank you, and God bless you.